president said some things last night. Um, we'll get into the nuclear bomb comments that he said a little bit later. But, you know, I think, you know, an election's close when the president also announces that all Americans convicted of possession of small amounts of pot at the federal level are going to be pardoned. So this was a promise that he made as a candidate when he also promised to decriminalize uh, pot use. And in the United States, it is legal in 19 states, and it's going to be up to those states if they issue pardons. So what Biden is talking about is at the federal level. So at the state level, it will be different. But, you know, pot has been legal here in this country for years, and we've barely pardoned anyone. Uh, Numbers I was able to dig up this morning show from 2021 about 480 well 481 Canadians have been pardoned in this country the challenge is um, you know, small numbers have applied to the program because it doesn't actually cover as many Canadians as originally thought. And it's riddled in red tape and bureaucracy, which if you're trying to clear yourself of a basic, simple pot charge can end up being a David versus Goliath fight. Let me bring in Dr. Samantha McAleese to this conversation, a Carleton University researcher looking at the impact of the pardon system on people with criminal records. Great to have you, doctor. Thank you for having me. I know you've likely been asked a lot, what do you think? So I'll say to you, what did you make of uh, <laughs> President Biden's comments? Uh, yeah, it's obviously been a big topic of discussion from last night to this morning. Um, yeah, I, I think I had the very same reaction that I had to the announcement we had here in 2019 uh, in regards to cannabis record suspension. Um, it feels like a, a, a good move on the surface. Uh, but when you start digging into the details, um, it, it starts to to lose its uh, sparkle. In other words, a lot of style, very little substance. And it's interesting because I think it sounds a lot easier to people uh, than it is actually in real life. Um, anyone can apply to do it. It's not like you need a lawyer to get a pardon, albeit you might have to be Superman because there are a lot of barriers that actually get in your way of trying to get um, cleared of these, uh, you know, a simple possession charge. Because as I understand it, and you can clarify this, um, it's not always that you're charged with just a pot charge. It can often go into a, a basic drug charge, which then nets in other things like cocaine, heroin, things that are very much not decriminalized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty rare that someone would only have a conviction for simple possession on their record. Like often they might have um, other administration of justice charges that that just come along, you know, just the nature of being caught up uh, in the criminal legal system. So, so yeah, it it doesn't um, the, these kind of blanket uh, pardons or offers of record suspensions for folks with with simple possession charges. Uh, yeah, they don't reach the numbers um, that that we think they might. So the the government, uh, you know, the Canadian government estimated that the cannabis record suspension program would impact about 10,000 people. Um, yeah. And, and so far, like you said, sorry, sorry, I heard you bring up the number of, of people mm-hmm. have, who have received a record suspension so far. So I, I as of June, 2022, um, yep. yeah, only about uh, 576 people have received a record suspension um, through this specific program. Um, and and 322 applications uh, were returned uh, due to being uh, incomplete. So just kind of speaking oh. to the complicated nature of um, of these applications, and and that yeah, exactly. You don't need a lawyer, but it but it's not an easy process. 
But you'll need a shrink. I mean, honestly, because, you know, if the onus is put on you to do it, then they needed to come up with a program that would streamline it and simplify it. And what it's, I mean, the fact that we've only processed 500 and something, 70 uh, people on an expectation that there's up to 10,000 people that this program was supposed to help is pitiful. It doesn't surprise me, though, because like every program we see, it's just riddled with red tape and loopholes. And if you jump just this much higher, it'll happen. And by the time you've gone through the process, I suspect, doctor, that a lot of people say to hell with this. I just I don't have the energy to keep fighting uh, this behemoth. Yeah, there's people who could really benefit from having their records sealed, you know, like in terms of getting jobs or housing or traveling, you know, all these things that we that we take for granted. Um, but but yeah, this application process really does kind of, um, you know, make people kind of, you know, stop and think about the the worth of navigating that bureaucracy. Um, and even though the government eliminated the application fee uh, for for these cannabis record suspensions, there's still other costs associated with the kind of upfront, um, you know, pieces that you have to put together. So it can still cost. Uh, Albeit, a I think people would pay dollars. that six hundred bucks. Like I, I would rather pay the money to know it's going faster. <laughs> like frankly, I'll pay it. Just not that I'm charged with anything or have that conviction, but I think a lot of people would say I'll pay if it's just easier. Uh, yeah, sure. That it doesn't eliminate the application process. That really is <laughs> yeah. the biggest barrier, though, unfortunately. Um, yeah. So the application process is, especially when advocates were really calling for a free, automatic, uh, full expungement of these records, yeah. not merely uh, pardon. Yeah, I mean, I understand on one hand, you don't want to rush through the process and give someone who's got a, a pot charge uh, way of that when when actually it was like a trafficking issue or there was a much more severe crime. Fine, put that in a different category. But if you were designing the program and if you were going to, you know, take this over, what would you do that would streamline it in a sensible manner so that this doesn't take years of time and it actually gets um, the job done? Well, I think that's one of the issues that happened with C-93, so the legislation that, that was brought, you know, that, that kind of dictates this, these cannabis record suspensions is that it was a very kind of last minute rushed um, process. It wasn't part of, of the cannabis um, legalization. It was a completely yeah. separate uh, legislation. So it, it was rushed. I think that had they taken uh, more time had they thought more about these social justice issues up front as part of legalizing cannabis, um, they, they could have taken more time to really uh, sit with and investigate the possibilities of an automatic process. So what you're saying is it's easy to make promise. It's a whole lot different coming up with a policy to support it. And so in other words, you know, you better know what you're saying, because otherwise it's a very hollow uh, set of words. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I just I I think there's still uh, room to 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 make it better. Um, you know, there's people who continue to advocate for for an automatic expungement process that that would uh, eliminate a lot of these barriers. So um, you know, people are still working behind the scenes to push for that much needed change. Stay tuned, nonetheless. All right, I very much appreciate your time on this. It was an interesting announcement. I thought, hmm, what's happening here with it? So you've explained it. Thanks, doctor. Have a great weekend. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks so much. That is Dr. Samantha McAleese with uh, Carleton University. I think it's I think it's very clear now when it comes to legalization of pot and how all of this came to be, it was very much done on a whim. It was not well thought out, whether it's the legalization of it, how it's going to be rolled out. 
Um, and certainly, you know, issuing the pardons, because as you say, we got 10,000 people who should be able to qualify for this program. When you look at the numbers, my numbers were a little bit less than hers. 570 people over what, five years? No, sorry, not okay.